in the basement, no longer alone With my homegirl Therese on the microphone Music politics are just chatting it up Brunch in the basement, see that's what's up You never know who might run through Legendary artists or someone brand new You miss a lot when you miss one day At least that's what I heard somebody say But it doesn't really matter what whoever says It's always a good show with Javon and Therese Yeah Brunch in the basement with Javon and Therese Yeah who we got today or what we doing today or whatever it is it's gonna be good. What's up, it's your girl Monifa, and you're tuned in to Brunch in the Basement with Javon and Therese. Still in the basement, no longer alone, with my homegirl Therese on the microphone. Music politics are just chatting it up. Brunch in the basement, see that's what's up. You never know who might run through. Legendary artist or someone brand new. You miss a lot when you miss one day. At least that's what I heard somebody say. But it doesn't really matter what whoever says. It's always a good show with your bonnet to rest. Yeah. Brunch in the basement with your bonnet to rest. Yeah. And who we got today or what we doing today or whatever it is, it's going to be good. Woo! Everybody's a friend in my head. I already know everybody. <laughs> One day I'll tell you about me and Shaka Khan, but you know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, but she doesn't know anything about it. But anyway, <laughs> no, she doesn't. She just she wasn't even there actually. But anyway. <laughs> What's on? So, and we thank you for that. Thank you. Well, thank you. This part, that little piece, I'm just gonna keep and play it all the time for myself. But no, I'm just teasing. 
Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am hoping that you can all hear me very well. And um, the first thing I have to say is that this broadcast is licensed via 365 and covers listeners in the USA through Sound Exchange, ASCAP, BMI, and CSAC. The artists will get their royalties for all the music that is played on this show. In Canada, through SoCan and ReSound, and the UK through PPL. Everybody for showing up today, and um, this is going to be an amazing show. Today we have with us the voice of the legendary Brand New Heavies. Um, Can't wait for her to call in. This is going to be so good. And um, she's got that UK sound, you know, that, that... R&B, neo-soul, house music thing going on with her. And when I think the U.K., for me, I always think um, Karen Wheeler. That's just my thing, right? And um, here's a song that uh, Karen had not released publicly, so this is sort of exclusive just for us. Let's do it, whatever it takes.
WJBR Internet Radio, Brunch in the Basement with Javon and Therese. You with the sad eyes, don't be discouraged, oh, I realize hearts that take courage in a world full of people. You can the darkness that's inside you makes you feel so small. But I see your true colors shining through. I see your true colors. That's why I love you. So don't be afraid. Let them show. Like a rainbow Show me a smile Don't be unhappy Can remember when I last saw you Why? 
are beautiful like a rainbow. Thank you. 
You're listening to WJBR Internet Radio, Brunch in the Basement with Javon and Therese. Good morning. And that was Background Betty singing Background Betty. <laughs> Lay with you. That was a nice song. You know what? I don't I don't know what made me play it and it's like I, I have that album up in the um queue always. It's just always there. And I, I played something I don't remember what the song was I played before, but it was nice and mellow and I saw that the BPMs on that song was around the same, you know, mellow kind of vibe. And I said, Hmm, I think I just but you know, I think I just found me a new favorite Monifa song. That that shit is a nice vibe right there. I think it's the title of one of my um faves. I think it's from that album. You you, <laughs> you actually told me what it was before and we played it and it was yeah. dope. It was freaking dope. Yeah. Too late. Too late. That's what it yes. is. That song is uh, it's the, the truth. Yeah. And yeah. it's so funny because I was um I was looking this morning at, as as in every Saturday morning y- y'all don't understand how much I love y'all. It's just like <laughs> y'all just don't know. You don't know and they don't know. But that's all right because they don't know about this thing. Don't listen oh, yeah. to what people say. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Craig. Craig. Say what? Is that Craig David? Oh, um, no, no, no. no, John, like John B., I think. John B. Yeah, so so I was looking for um, video, you know, just to, to change up that little outro, intro thing that I created where I've been playing recently. First, I started with Leon saying, hi, this is Leon, brunch in the basement, whatever. And you're listening, you know, his drop. And then I've been playing it with Indira's drop. And so I, I said, you know, let me, because I want to I wanna keep it fresh. You know what I'm saying? Like a different, we've had so many brilliant, wonderful artists come on. We asked them for a drop. And, you know, my my time has been crazy, even though I'm in the house. But I haven't time. I'm in the house. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's like I'm always, you know, but um, I, I wanted to utilize another drop. So I said, oh, Terrell, Terrell, I haven't looked at that video in in a while. So the drops usually come at the end of the show. So I fast forwarded all, all the way to the end. Who's there? Background Betty looking fierce in her red with hair all done up. So I'm trying to go back. I'm thinking, oh, right. We did get a, a visual drop from her that day. So I said, let me go back a little bit. Let me go back a little she was on like a whole. She we gave her a whole nother show because she had she had things on her mind. <laughs> oh, that was her and Terrell, right? Oh gosh. Was, oh my God, Terrell had you know, long been gone. We had a whole nother show with background band, oh, and oh. it was dope. It was dope. Um, but <laughs> but she, you know, she's always dope, and to me, she's just freaking hysterical. I have to I have to really some because like I said I did it this morning but now that I've um retrieved that video and put it in um the system mm-hmm. you know for my in my little editing software thingy 
Um, I'm going to chop that thing up, and we're going to be throwing up clips of her giving me the finger, all kinds of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, please. All, all the background Betty shenanigans. Because you know what, though? It was live and on the air. <laughs> it's not like people can't see it. You know, it, it's just out there. It's already out there. She did it. It was done. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, Jay, oh. she's like, Jay, this is for you. Or something. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, my God. But, yo, but I love her. I love, love, not, not, but, and, and I love her truly. You know, I wish my mom would have gave me a younger sibling, like a little brother or a little sister, because I'd be adopting people like crazy. You know, you say that until you get them. Really? <laughs> How many, is, so, so you're not the youngest? Who, me? Yeah. No. No? No. Where do you fall in the, in, in the line? Well, um, my dad has other children outside of uh, the union of him and my mom. So I was the oldest of the of the three they had together. And mm. I'm, I'm all somewhere else, you know, with the others. Okay. So, yeah, there, there are a total of seven. Wait, wait, hold on. You know, I should have I should have guessed that because you are a caretaker, a caretaker. You, you know. Uh-huh. I, I think sometimes against your better judgment, um, you you try not to, but you you do, and you are quick to discipline people. Like I mean, like you mm. you know what I'm saying? Like you will, and I don't mean like in in a in an authoritarian way. It's loving. It's with love. But I think you you will rein folks in. Like okay, we could play. We could play. Okay. But hey, hey, you know, but you know what that is? You know what that is, too? Um, And I have a better way of framing that, you know, Um, because some people I've heard mixed things over the years. So what I will um, what I've boiled down, what I've boiled down to is that people deserve to know uh, upon entry what the rules are. Okay. You know what I mean? So, so that they don't fall into like because one size don't fit all, you know. And and for anybody who's ever seen me in in, in real life, uh, I'm a, I'm a woman of substantial size. <laughs> I'm a I'm a I'm a six foot so and so. So what I'm and and we just one size doesn't fit all. Foot beautiful human being. Oh well, thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, but but to keep me that way, <laughs> <laughs> to keep me a beautiful six foot human being, um, it, it's important that folks know the rules at the door. Meaning, you just can't treat me or or do any any kind of way. I, I just don't have that in me. So immediately, you know, and it's not a, it's not a check. It's just a an acquaintance, if you will. You know, like the one hey, and I, I tell you immediately, so that way things don't have to force the within me. I'm trying to fix this, this mic stand, deciding to do its own thing. Um, it's uh, don't uh, what's the word? So that they know that you know, and, and just as I know, like I'm, I'm quick to ask folks, how do these rules apply to you? You know, like means there's a few things we don't do. You know, we don't we're not disrespectful to folk, and we don't we don't. Uh, 
do a lot of whole, whole lot of hollering and screaming and disrespectful things. We just don't do that. So right, right. <laughs> and I've had a couple of people ask in ways that you know they didn't think they were asking, and I just inform them. I just feel like it's information. What are they asking? Well, it's an indirect act, you know. Act, and sometimes they find themselves in a pickle, you know. Um, but I'll take them to the side and say, "Look, you know, that's not cool. We we just have to, we got to do better, you know. There, we got to do better, you know. And I'll, and I'll try not to be exploitive about it, but it's you know, depending on the circumstances, you know, I can I can customize my approach, you know. Absolutely. So I want to give a shout out to Walt Taylor, whose birthday is tomorrow, who we love. And Walt, you can give a call in later on when um, India Davenport calls in. Walt is a very big fan of Ms. Davenport. So, and it's his birthday weekend. So, you know, we got to do that. Shout out to Derek Muhammad and the Derek Muhammad show. Derek is, um, Everybody got to go check him out. If you're checking us out, check him out. You'll dig him. You'll dig him. High energy, good brother. Yes. Now, you know what someone said to me, which I I guess is a, it it could be an insult and a compliment all at the same time. And probably for Derek, this is probably a compliment. (laughs) But someone was watching when we were interviewed on his show and, and I haven't seen that interview uploaded, Derek. So if if you're gonna upload it, let me know how I can find it, or please um just send me the link or something so I can post it. But um someone said to me, yeah, it was a great show. I love his energy. He's a little straight for me though. Straight, <laughs> straight, straight, heterosexual. continue on because you never know what people are going to say. People are entertaining. You know, I, I love people. I love I love people. Even yes. after I get over idiots, you know, them being idiots, I can look back and laugh at them later because I think yes. just about, you know, maybe one of, that's one of the problems. Everything is damn funny to me. Well, no, no, no. Keep that laughter because, you know, sometimes, you know, you'll find in this very limited life that we have, very, very limited, you know, we think, you know, uh, uh, 50 is old or 60 is old, but that's very limited compared to the rest of the time because it will roll on. And laughter is key. You have to have life to incorporate laughter in everything. Everything. And let me just say, since you mentioned age, again, I will not stop saying happy birthday to Pops until August is done. How and Pops is watching and posting. Pops is supposed to be on the beach, celebrating, <laughs> continuously celebrating. Um, I love That's you, Pops. All he has is his phone. That's probably all he has is his phone out there. So. I know, right? <laughs> Period. Period. <laughs> and a mask. And a mask. And a mask. <laughs> Love you, Pops. Thank you so much, man. Enjoy your day, baby. Enjoy your day. So I want to go now to, hopefully, let's see, let's make it work, a brief commercial message. 
getting down. California Senator Kamala Harris has joined the race for the White House. I am running for president of the United States, and I'm very excited about it. Very excited about it. So who is she? Harris has a history of being first. Maybe the first of many things, but make sure you're not the last. In 2010, she was the first woman and person of African and Asian descent to become California's attorney general. I decided to become a prosecutor because I believed that there were vulnerable and voiceless people who deserved to have a voice in that system. And in 2016, she became the first black senator from California. So my question to you, Harris serves on four Senate and is perhaps best for her tough questions. It makes me nervous. Is that a no? Is that a yes? Can I get your response, please, ma'am? No, sir. No. She's moved to the left for three years, but her message remains broad, stressing unity and togetherness. We are all in this together. She has defended immigrants' rights, as well as public schools and Medicare for all. But the issue is criminal justice reform. Crime is not a monolith. We cannot have a one-size-fits-all approach to criminal justice policy. Critics on her left called her record in question, arguing that she failed to embrace progressive reforms during her tenure as district attorney and California's attorney general. So what's her gamut with President Trump? She voted against more Trump administration nominees than most of her peers. She has called Trump's border wall His vanity project. You know, government shutdown. Crisis of leadership. For now, Trump has said little of her. So what are her chances? Political strategists believe Harris may be better positioned to build coalitions among her party rivals. A recent poll turned overwhelmingly favorable rating among Democrats. The relative newcomer national politics may voters be waiting to hear more from Harris or making up fine. Now back to our show. Kamala Harris. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, what's a year? Yeah, you know, I'm I'm all with it. I'm for it. I'm here for it. How you doing, Miss Smith? Charlene Smith. Good morning, darling. Um, yeah, and quite frankly, we have this platform, and we're going to use it in any way that we see fit. Um, any way that can help move progress. And yeah, so that's that. So, is that a question? Do we have to defend that? No, no, no. Figure that out. I'm just saying it because just wondering because you know I know that folks have mixed opinions. Let's just talk about it real fast, you know, um, so we can get to some 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 stuff. But you know, the reality is um, that well, I'll just say my reality that we know that any person that is doing anything out in the world, and I mean any person, take it a politician, anybody, is going to have both pros and cons connected to their existence. That only means that you've been doing things on the planet. You have been living your life in service. If you live your life in service, there are some pros and there are some cons with that because in service means you are uh, entrenched in people. And everybody's not going to love you, such as real life. Everybody don't like you, you know. Um, and that's okay, you know, because, you know, like, again, one size don't fit all. That's fine. Um, but the reality is when you think about the bigger picture, and meaning, meaning when you don't have your presence confused with the main event, which is get this country in order, 
to get these people in order, which is killing this systemic age-old issue of equality and equity and so many other things we can think of. See, I wish people would spend the time drilling down on agenda points and drilling down on what you'd like to see in the world as opposed to who. Because it's not about Kamala Harris. It's not about Biden. It's not about Trump individually. It is about the people of the United States. And the people of the United States are a beautiful cornucopia of a lot of things. Uh, uh, and unfortunately, the there's a certain population of folk that have run the United States that do not believe in liberty and justice for all. So when we get any candidate in office, if your agenda is not liberty, justice, justice and equity for all, then you need not be there. So I think that we need to boil down on the tenets of what they're doing and ask about the things that are hurting us as African-Americans systemically and what their agenda is for it. We need to get into whether or not you like or dislike them as individuals or, or whatever they did in the, in the course of their occupations that may not be favorable, you know? But the idea is that she's there and doing it. Like, who wants to do the job? You? I didn't see anybody else jockeying for that position. All these, all these uh, folks that we have in, 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 um, in uh, direct conflict, whatever it is, and toss their vote. Because quite frankly, just be clear, if you are not voting for them, you are voting for Trump, period. That's what you're doing. So go angry, go whatever it is, but use that anger, channel that anger in a space where you can mobilize people in the front lines of your communities. Meaning if you live in a community and you're not involved in the ground grassroots politics of that community, meaning from your council person on up, I don't know if you get a get a right to say, and even if you do, then then get entrenched in that so that you can move other things along and, and see the agenda, the collective agenda that we need to have. I'm really tired of the why do we got to get to the action items. And if these people are going to be actionable and they're going to include some of the things that we need to be able to break, because it's not, you know, because the system has to break completely for us to to rehab it. You know, I don't, I don't want to rehab the uh, system with the same old stuff in it. You know, um, we've been, we've been singing students very soon for a long time, you know, and I'd like to see something different in my lifetime, but not, I want it to be, I want the agenda to be set up for that. Absolutely. Soon and very soon. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I just castle in the sky. Listen, you know what I mean? I'm I'm tired of overcoming. I'm tired of doing a whole lot of things. You know, I'm right now I'm looking for actionable items. We have enough resources and enough opinions. <laughs> we know short of opinions to get together a, a bill of play agenda to present to anybody that's going to claim that they represent, you know, a population of folks that are, have been nameless and faceless for far too long. Now, you know the faces because you clearly distinguish, but nameless and faceless for far too long without a concrete agenda. And, you know, and there's nobody going to technically save us anyway, you know. So we really need to save ourselves. And how we do that is by demanding 
what we need to do. That's it. Collectively. I'm talking from economics on down. And let's organize and get it together. That's it. I don't know any other ways to do it at this point. I looked at everything in my short span here. So what what are we doing, people? What are we what are we doing? You're complaining, you're part of the problem, you're part of the solution. And if you don't like what's in front of you, then why aren't you there? You know, one thing they can say about crazy Kanye is he wanted to be there, you know. I just wish he sit his ass down so that we don't have the the confusion about things right now. It's too important right now. Too, too important right now. I, I've been looking I've been looking at this this situation with him and he's having backdoor conversations with um the current administration. He's working with them to cause okay. this distraction. And um it's sad because he's being used. They're taking advantage of his mental state, his state of mind, his understanding of who he is and who we are and what, who's sitting there. He's, he's, there's now, okay. Kanye sees though. I, I, um, I don't, I don't think, I think that we got narcissist meets narcissist there, Mm. but let me, let me say this when I think about Kanye. I think that Kanye is um, quite frankly, uh, enamored by the accessibility of um, mm. the, because you got to think about it like this too. And, and I, and I kind of thought this through a little bit. It is remarkable to some degree with the, with um, 45 done because he went from nowhere to somewhere. You understand? And what I mean by that is that he has developed the myth that you have to have any political background, anything to be the president of the United States. That's some feat in and of itself, meaning somebody that was not a politician, somebody that was not a whole lot of things and still ain't, um, was able to get to the highest seat in the country. However that was. Yeah. However that was. So I think that is what Kanye is, is, is enamored with, his accessibility to that seat. You know, so cause it, because quite frankly, it means that anybody can do it. Well, anybody can do it. I, 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 I don't know that that's true, because first okay. of all, he was one of the more popular people in our um, what do you call it? The, not the, the culture, but uh, there's another word for it. I can't think of the word, but he was a reality TV show. Everybody knows the name. Um, quite frankly, because of all of the crooked deals that he's done. But people know of his father's wealth that was trickled down to him, right? And people think, oh, he's rich. He must know something about money. No, no. He knows how to lose money. His father gave him a million dollars when a million dollars was worth $500 million today. Then he got into some seedy deals with some seedy bank and some seedy Russians and some gangsters, was able to get money, launder money. He's been doing nothing but crookedness. And I, I've, I've watched video of people who voted for him, and they said, I mean, these people are really, like, lost. They're like, well, he made all that money, so if he could make money, he's going to show us how to make money. He ain't make no money. He stole. He cheated. He, he was given and gifted. So if well, somebody's going to – if I if now my dad, as you know, has passed away. He's not going to gift me $500 million. He's not going to give me that start. And if I, if he did and I lost it, 
I might be hard pressed to get that money back or like to have, because I'm not going to launder steal and cheat and, and do all of that slippery, slimery conniving crap that he's done in, in order to, to be where he is. And people, the people that believe in him, the people who are still his staunch supporters are either uneducated or or lower educated white folks and the the okay, but what I, what I'm what I'm what I'm thinking about though is the reason why Kanye is connected. Oh, I see what you're saying. In terms of like in terms of how he gets connected, um, what he's enamored with behind pre- uh, President Trump. Right. And I don't, I don't believe, you know, I don't believe just because you're, you're black, you have to vote Democrat. So no, yeah, I, 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 I agree I'm, with that, 100%. Not a, not a party at all. What I am is, um, I'm, I'm a, an agenda person. You know, I'd like to know what your, what your, what your beliefs are, and where you think that you can lead the country. You know, um, and 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 do you even lead this country? So, because, because sometimes I don't, I don't think Donald, when he was here on the streets in New York, I don't think that he saw this country. I think he is very marginalized. Um, and as president, you can't be marginalized anymore. Once upon a time, marginalized presidents, you know, that's all we had, except for Kennedy and you know, scattered a few others. Kennedy was Kennedy was the first in my in my lifetime. Oh, did I just say that? Yeah, in my lifetime, that um, that was uh, felt like more in touch with the people was not marginalized. Although his wealth made him marginalized, he, in fact, his views were not marginalized. So, when you think about Kanye, I just think that he's impressed with the idea that somebody that came from when I say nothing, meaning no political background, no no public opinion outside of the Central Park Five, you know, uh, for the people situation where he took full page ads to 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 defame and to punish and to said some really brutal things in these articles that ended up not being true once again. But we're all used to him not being telling the truth now. The fact that he paid for all this at a certain time when this, this this trial was going on was ridiculous for him to even, you know, he just knew he knew what he was talking about. Like now, ain't nothing changed. He just knows he knows what he's talking about. Ain't talking about shit, really, you know. Um, and, and due to that New York incident and so many other things he has said and done, has been sued for and has paid out so that it doesn't, this doesn't get publicized and this and that. You know, especially though the Super Park Five, you would think, since we want to talk about Kanye being woke, would 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 be woke on that. I mean, like, come on, man, this dude is not your friend. This dude, this no, I'm not saying that he's woke. I'm just saying that I don't think he's woke. I think he's quite sleepy, and somebody should put him down, give him a a, a change his pamper, give him a bottle, and let him go to sleep. Rockabye baby. Yeah, I said it. Wait, 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 wait. I hold said on, that. Wait, 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 hold on. First of all, I think that he's an incredible mind. I think he's a, a talented mind. I think, yes, yeah. Yes, 
yes, talented mind. I don't, I don't want to like, I don't want to rip anything from him with the exception of that you can see that there's some imbalance there. But that may not be just like with tons of people have imbalances. How that affects you in your movement, I don't know if he's always as stabilized as we'd like to believe Brother Kanye is. Um, I just think that, um, I think that he, and I don't want to, you know, and I'm not down for humans being um, reeled in, but I think that he's in waters that he has, that, that are just, that can drown him, you know, and I, I think that he's very impulsive. I think that um, he is uh, led by an agenda, which is in his head. You know, because he'll he'll flip on anybody. You know, and and, that, and to me, flipping on folks is unstable. You know, it, it just is. When you flip, when you find yourself flipping a lot, that just means you need to be stabilized. And, and, and that's you know? what I mean by giving a bottle, pampered, and put to bed. That's okay. what I mean by that. Okay. Stabilized, because talk about baby me something else. No, 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 no. I just, I am not oh. calling for that. No, no, okay. no. Damn, you're such okay. a gangster. You are such a gangster. No, no, no. <laughs> listen, that's what it, when you, no, listen, you no, I said give him a bottle, but you don't give him a bottle. <laughs> listen. That's listen. not what I'm saying. People, people, what oh. I'm saying is, for example, um, when there have been certain public episodes, you know, like where, where, where was his people? To say, hey, you know, um, where, 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 where are his loved ones? Is what I'm saying. So, well, so, you know, dragging, getting dragged because when a man's gonna do something, a man's gonna do I, it. When I, understand, I understand that. I understand that sometimes, you know, and and we let we you let a brother do what a brother can do, but you gotta rein him in. You ever see that movie coming to America with Eddie Murphy? Um, remember, um, what's his name? James Earl Jones was the king, right? And Madge Sinclair was the queen. So, but James, James Earl Jones was clearly in charge as the king. And he did not want his his son to be married to that girl in Queens. And then there's a, there's a scene where they're sitting in the back of their limo and they're going back to Africa after he told the girl Nobody wants you. Get away. You're trash. My son, you know, a prince, right? Basically, he didn't say right. that, but I'm paraphrasing. And, right. you know, the the queen is mad now, you know, because right. he done showed the, the, the lower part of his kingdom, you know, his king side, right? Whatever. So he says, well, you're still mad. What am I supposed to do? It is tradition. Who Who am I to change it? She said, I thought you were the king. And with that, at the end of the movie, the prince is marrying the girl from Queens. We need to rein a man in when it's necessary. And right now, it's necessary. Not not that it's, well. Mental I, illness I, is a different beast. No, that's true. Beast. That's true. And and even for that, if if you have a loved one with an illness, you know, you do the best that you can to take care of them, you know, and on a stage that grand, on a stage, you let me let me say this too, um, and I just wanna just I wanna clarify my statement there. Um 
Uh, mental illness, in most cases, can be stabilized. You right. know, I think that my personal beliefs are that um, we all to uh, not be what I consider um, fine-tuned in areas when you know you have things that weigh on you, or maybe not. You know, we all in this lifetime need to be talking to somebody professional, somebody that is equipped manage these emotional anxieties and things going on, particularly right now. Um, So when you don't do that, when you don't do that, you run the risk of things um, becoming attached to your psyche and your well-being that may not serve you. You know, when, and, and I'll just take like things like depression and anxiety, there is help for depression, there's talk therapy, there's all kinds of things going on for depression, and, and up to and including sometimes medication to stabilize, and there's nothing wrong with that, because you don't want to find yourself slipping in a space that, you know, or maybe, and you may not even realize it, may, may some, maybe sometimes your folk can say to you that notice a difference, hey, maybe you need to sit down and talk somebody, you know, because it helps. It does help. That is proven. That is not argue, that's not an argument point. It's just um, mental illness is real. And when you don't stabilize it or you don't consider the help that's out there, you know, it can be detrimental to your survival here. You know, we want everybody well and healthy. We want everybody making decisions that, um, that serve them. But, um, yeah, you just, you know, I'm a, a strong advocate for mental health. I don't care what it takes. Sit down with somebody, uh, uh, do some do some other kind of therapy. There are all kinds of therapy out there that's like amazing, you know, that can help get you in a um, a grounded state of mind and well-being. Because we are in a serious time right now, and if you were struggling before, I know you were struggling now. And um, you know, self-medicating is not the answer for it. You know, you have to really, really seek help. And Absolutely. Understand. Absolutely. And um, thank you for that. And um, check in on your people. So right now we're going to switch lanes. We're going to turn lanes right quick. And um, we're going to prepare for our very, very special guest today. India Davenport, right? I mean, like who, who, the brand new heavies. Matter of fact, what I'm gonna do right now, um, before she calls in, I'm gonna I'm gonna play the video to my favorite brand new heavy song if I can get it, um, if I can get it up. And you um, know, it's true as trees are tall, autumn leaves do fall, and sometimes it rains in paradise, and even the warmest heart can turn to ice. Lyrics! Let's go! Let's go!
was uh, the brand new heavies and the featured vocalist voice of the brand new heavies. I'm just saying, um, I can't even imagine. Damn. Yeah, that that song is just too too fierce. Um, I can't even imagine what the well. That's that's not even the point. But what I will say is that not only is she an awesome singer, but um, she is also a songwriter. Mm-hmm extremely talented songwriter who's collaborated with some amazing people. As a matter of fact, just early this morning, I was sent some that some music that she collaborated with Louis Vega and some other amazing people for some boss freaking house music and other types of music. Um, they call it acid jazz. And let me tell you, man, I, yo, she's a dancer. And I've also been informed, and I don't know if she wants to talk about this, but um, she's a DJ as well. I mean, like, what what don't she do? Ooh, okay. what, what don't you do, right? I, I'm just saying, um, Neo Soul, she was one of the originators of that sound. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you think about it, um, the brand new heavies, that, that whole man in the beginning and even now you know um and i just found out see i get i get animated when i get excited obviously i'm excited um i just found out that she's grammy nominated now that don't happen every day to every to anybody matter of fact everybody you know what i'm saying i'm i'm just very very excited about the opportunity um to have this legendary, amazing artist on the show with us today, Rezzy. Yeah, me too, Jay. You know, it, it, I remember, the, well, first of all, the brand new heavy and, and uh, the uh, Davenport uh, have gotten me through. I remember that, I, you know, I must have worn the trenches out of that <laughs> CD um, yeah. around a very significant time in my life uh, growing up, having a good time. And just, you know, and I've always been a lyric girl, and I've always loved um, the sound of India Davenport. Wondering where the hell she is and what she's doing. <laughs> she made such an invaluable contribution to my jam, you know, my personal jam. And I know that, you know, I used to get together with friends, shout out to Lois, Liani. Um, we'd get together and just play that over and oh, just leave it on tilt. There's so many because that you know that was what was released that um, um that we just let play that one of them just back from front to back that's what's up so with that and without any further ado and i don't know whether or not you saw my text but have your phone handy just in case okay um but we're going to bring on to the show right now to delight your eardrums with you want to know where she is, where she's been? She's right here in the basement having brunch with Javon and Therese. Everybody. Hello, hello. Hello, everybody. Hello, what's hey. up, everybody? Okay, so I want to make sure that you can hear us and that we can okay. hear you. Can, Perfect. You, can hear, you hear me? I can hear you fine. Can you okay, hear Therese? Okay, you guys are a little choppy. You guys are a little choppy, but I I think we can get through. <laughs> can you hear me? I can. 
Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> good morning and afternoon. How y'all feeling good out morning, there? Good morning and afternoon. Where <laughs> have you been? <laughs> I figured yeah, that was the question of the decade in relation to me. Um, my goodness, you know, life is such a propelling thing. You know, um, there's always the creativity that I, I enjoy doing. And there's also the experience of living life that has been taking a priority with me as well, getting creative in other aspirations that, you know, I've been putting off for a long time. So, but here I am, full in effect. (laughs) Yes, what's up? Well, you know, that question, India, is is, um, from me because, and I I just, I'm grateful to have the opportunity to say, we miss you. And whatever you are doing, we are here for it. You understand? We're here for it. Thank you very much. I I, I think, you know, some of us that, that express our art, you know, some people really are inspired by staying in the studio 24 hours a day continuously pumping out tracks or being creative or whatever their their art is. I'm one of those people, you know, I like to get out and see and continuously see and, and express uh, with, even with travel, you know, to experience life, to be amongst different people, just to have a really well-rounded life. And so it takes a lot of time. There's been a lot of unexpected things to happen along the course. There's been a lot of things and other achievements that are unexpected. So I just think it's a really full life. And I'm one of those people that really likes to express that. Um, traveling, living in foreign countries, learning different languages. You know, those are all of those things that really like help to balance things for me. Um, continuing to collaborate with people in different parts of the world, you know, and not just getting very, just so in in one area of or necessarily regionally um you know i just like to express um express living in the best way that i know how wow nice nice so you said other parts of the world um i always associate you with the uk in particular um (laughs) am i off kilter with that or is that on point no, you're not off kilter with it. You know, it's it's one of those things sometimes, I guess, when you are adopted by a community or area, it's a little bit hard for them sometimes. They won't completely let you go. However, physically, I sort of went the absolute opposite direction. I'm spending a lot of time in Asia these days. Um uh, I still have a lot of affiliation. As I said, you know, England won't really let me go. I still do a lot of different um, projects, producer DJs, um, uh, different collaborations, where wherever that might be. It could be France, it could be UK, but definitely, I still have a, I still have have my rooted some rootings in the UK, but I am spending more time in Asia these days. Nice, nice. Asia has a good community. Um, parts parts of different. I have a, a few artist friends that have made home in Asia, uh, both athletes and um, performing artists. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, I mean, I think there's there depending on what your 
your take is on your life or how you want to direct it, I suppose, or just experience something else. You know, I wouldn't say that foreign countries are for everyone. You know, you're not going to have a same United States experience. Um, you know, and you shouldn't go there. I think if you do make a decision about living outside the United States, I think, you know, you know, there's a lot of things you have to consider that you, it's uncomparable sometimes when you compare like United States and we don't really know exactly like, you know, how things are going to shape and form in the U S at this point, but, you know, but you have to be keep an open mind. I think when you're traveling or living away from, from here, from here. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, of all the things that you've been doing, uh, let's 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 take it back for a minute. Let's let's yeah. let's go back a few years. Um, what was one? What was one of, or were some of the the most um, exciting things that you've accomplished? Because you've accomplished so much over your career that I, I don't want to pigeonhole one thing. But what sure. what were some of the most exciting things that that you've accomplished? Um, I think one of the really exciting one of the really exciting things for me is um playing at Wembley Stadium where mm-hmm. if you where there's you know, I think it's a capacity of somewhere seventy thousand to maybe ninety thousand people. Don't quote me on that, but it's definitely a good seventy thousand. And performing, and actually, for the first time, I actually understood what world leaders go through or what they experience, because when you, you're speaking to a sea of people, and they're actually responding, and you're just basically guiding them on, like, you know, doing something collectively together in that one room or that one space. You know, I really, something kind of really clicked, you know, internally that they gave me a specific boost um, to just visualize that and see that people can kind of want, work on one accord. Um, that was an amazing moment for me. Um, I think the first time I ever left the United States, um, I was, in a, I guess, an ingenue, musical ingenue, um, and I had the opportunity to work with Al Jarreau and this was wow. years and years ago, just out of college. And I wasn't, I'm embarrassed to say, I wasn't even as familiar with, with Al's work. But mm. leaving the United States, kind of like really a specific tone in my head. And I guess I just kept traveling and traveling ever since, you know, that first step away outside of the United States. And that, my first city was Paris. So I always have like a very special love for for France and for Paris as well, you know. Wow, nice, nice. How oh. tell us a bit and for for artists that um are from the U.S. that go um abroad to work. What was that? What in your first like you said you landed in Paris first? Was that or was that UK? Yes, yes, that was my first outside experience of the U.S. was Paris. Um, and I've come to see so many different people, um, that go to other countries, um, to expound on their work. Um, a lot of times there's a lot of admiration, especially for people in soul music, funk music, black music, 
you know, there's such a great admiration and a loyalty fan base that you can acquire, I would believe. Um, and not to abandon um, U.S. fans or anything like that. I just think that, you know, there is a certain level of loyalty that um, that is established for some reason, whereas maybe in the States it's a little more, we have so much music that comes every other day, every week, you know, maybe it's a little more disposable. But at the same time, I do notice that um, people's response um, is, is very clear. It's very passionate and people love music and they respond to it. So, I mean, there's just a lot of opportunities for artists. There's a lot of us do and in history, uh, even from jazz greats down, you know, they have gone and enjoyed um, the fruits of, of, of what outside of American fan bases are like, you know, it's, it's a pretty phenomenal thing. I mean, but, but it's definitely a historical thing. So it's nothing new um, in, in, in my case or what could be the future of someone else's, you know? Yeah. Wow. Right. Right. Did, did the band do anything separate? Are they still performing separate from you? Are you still together? Like what's going on with the brand new heavies? Right. I know that's probably in the second number one <laughs> question uh second question that would be like high on the scale about what's going what's the situation with the band um you know that's such an onion of a question um and i want to be honest with you um and i know many people have have tried to figure out what's going on um i maybe i should take it back a little bit whereas initially when we uh met uh years ago uh, I was a solo recording artist um, on the label at the time in Los Angeles, Delicious Vinyl Records. Uh, they were licensed to Delicious Vinyl Records, all with association with labels in England called Acid Jazz, um, which obviously was uh, independent uh, music label, uh, just like Talking Loud labels were like, definitely promoting black music, uh, soul music, not only black music, but it just had a very interesting tone attached with it. So when we met, we combined forces. Um, it really came out of nowhere, the, the reception that, um, that we were getting, um, especially bringing soul music back to, and live instrumentation back to the originators of, of the genre here in, in the States and people and people basically just went for it so quickly. We didn't really have a chance to digest anything. Um, we really just were jumping from country to country touring for forever. Uh, what it seemed, you know, very few breaks. And, um, it just came a time, I think sometimes when young people are not as prepared or maybe the mentorship is not there you know, sometimes other entities kind of get in the way. And I think problems started to arise. We obviously, as our successes started building, um, you know, I actually joined officially um, with the group um, as, as aside from two diff different entities. Um, as time went on, it became a lot more challenging, I suppose, 
to work with the band, especially I'm, you know, eventually I did go on and move there, but I was commuting from California to England all the time. It was just never any rest. And, you know, there's a lot of started to being a bit of dissension as bands. It happens so many times. You can ask so many band members. Um, it gets very challenging. I think with different personalities, different ideas, the direction of where you'd like your, you know, where the band should go. Um, but I think what's really important is trust, you know, and having a, a moral system or value system. And if you are a team, you know, you have got to always look out for those other team members. And it gets really, really challenging also being, you know, it can it can kind of get into a situation where you're a bit outnumbered. Um, uh, not that that has any less value on your um, your stance or your position or your um, your being able to um, contribute, you know, uh, creatively. However, you know, it gets to a certain point where I think it gets it just can get to a certain point where things can get a little out of balance. And it did not work well in my favor, even though I knew the fans always wanted to see and hear us. They almost didn't want to let us go. And it was very difficult, I think, their understanding without um, being um, too telling telling, telling all, kissing and telling the whole stories of why it wasn't, um, in my in my best interest to continue with the band. Um, now, obviously, the band is has to go on and do what they have to do. Um, there's been certain changes in uh, the lineup um, with certain other conflicts that are obviously going on inter within the entities of the band. So there are other female vocalists that were asked to come in and definitely after my depart departure, some people have come, some people have stayed a little longer than others, but you know, if you notice there are different artists that they work with, which they should continue with their work, you know, however, it's unfortunate um, that I, I, I'm not actually an official member. I do my own projects. They do what they do. However, I, in order to appease the fans this time, I co-wrote um, a track that's for their most recent album. There's a different vocalist I think they have on some songs. I'm not really clear how they're doing everything. However, I did uh, agree to be a contributor, and a lot of that had to do with uh, a, a great producer uh, friend, Mark Ronson, that loves the band and, and has supported my work and things like that for a very long time uh, and sort of like convinced me to um, collaborate on a song that he actually did. did a, a It's a remake of a Kendrick Lamar song, If These Walls Could Talk. And uh, mm. Mark was, because Mark was involved, of course I wanted to be involved. I love collaborating, He's, you know, with him. He sends out the track. I write, curate vocals, completely kind of transform the song of what it was. And uh, that was one of the collaborations that I just, um, as far as just a, as a contributor. And that was one of the first times that I haven't actually toured 
with the band that uh, of, of songs that I've worked on. Um, but you know, we're in a different age now um, where we can we can we can be a part of things and not be a part of them at the same time. But a lot of it has to do with uh, them continuing on with other vocalists. Um, I guess it does make some of the fans happy. Some of them are not so happy about it, but you know, there's, there's a lot of um, questionable past um, history between me and the guys. And right now I think it's just best that we stay in our own separate entities and, engage wherever it's appropriate and that's pretty much the best way I guess I can answer you know what's going on with me and the band um at this time <laughs> well I, I, I'd like to can I say some things to you sure yeah, sure, um, sure. I, I'd like to say that you sound like the consummate professional in everything that you explained thank you for that you know I was a diehard brand new heavy fan Sorry to hear that there were differences that um, that through, but happy to hear that you still contribute to their jam, you know, in any way that you see fit, or that you can still have your voice and or and or talent out there. Um, you know, brand new heavies for me personally, and I'm, I'm I'm grateful at the opportunity to be able to tell you how you impacted a life, you know, um, directly. Uh, I'll say there were three. There were three bands that you know, and what I call boutique bands because they weren't the mm-hmm. the big blown out '90s orchestras, but there were like the three top bands in my in my uh, development that I gravitated to. The boutiques were Brand New Heavies, Culture Club, and Sweetback. You know, um, uh, oh, okay. So okay. you guys rock. And, you know, and I would love, 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 you know, and, and you know, granted, I don't make the rules, but from a, from, a, from a huge fan perspective, I would love to see anything that you are doing um, and, and want to help promote it, whatever it is that you're doing. Um, and, and also, at the same time, I'm low-key hoping that, you know, there's a reunion of sorts where you guys get to get together and, and, and slam us with some of your old classics, because... I'll tell you something. Whoever were you writing a lot of the stuff on those albums back then? Yes, yes. And I think I think that's the whole thing too. Um, when you're even a woman or a musician in this business, especially at that point, I think because um, this is like early '90s. Um, I don't think it was. I don't think women actually got all the recognition, especially well, especially in black music, black production. Uh, women that are, you know, women that are producing, that were producing music, women that were writing music. I think people got really conditioned into, uh, and no, no disrespect, obviously, to the great singers and the vocalists of the world that, that, you know, have the privilege or the honor of being given great songs that make huge hits. However, I don't think there was exactly, especially during that period of time, uh, you know, early 90s, late 80s, that particular thing, where artists as females were really given a lot of focus on their writing abilities, their curation of these live shows or putting these shows together, which was a lot of these, a lot of my responsibilities with the brand new heavies, you know, our set list, you know, how we're 
our production of of uh of the direction of how our songs our the moods the tones of the colors the production of how all of that kind of fits together and makes the glue that is a specific sound um there even the rock songwriters that came before me and artists that came before me like the Karen Wheelers of the world from soul to soul yeah. you know I mean, no one ever really realized that Karen wrote those songs, you know, keep on moving. And, you know, it's a lot that I just feel that there's miss, there's certain little missing parts. You know, I did hear in my introduction as well, you know, with, um, you know, even affiliating us or considering we're the pioneers of, of a certain sound at that time, opening the door for Neo Soul, you know, Absolutely. which gave them the opportunity which gave them and gives them the opportunity as, especially as young women um, to be able to have more freedom in order for their projects. I mean, the, I wouldn't consider uh, Alicia Keys necessarily Neo Soul, however, but I think it really, by us consistently persisting to be heard and for even in interviews for people to understand our contributions which our contributions are so many, and at the same time, they may be slightly overlooked. Um, I do know as well, even someone, I don't know her personally, but someone even like a, in a different genre of soul music, but like an Angela Wimbush, Wimbush, mm -hmm. that has yes. been producing, you know, producing the Isley Brothers, producing all types of things. We didn't know that. I don't think right. when we were growing up and we didn't assume that women were on the backbones of a lot of these projects, but now we we're in a different age. Whereas, Oh, it's okay to express yourself. It's okay to, you know, write to produce. I mean, when I was working on my solo record, it was such a challenge, not so much by my record label, not so much by, you know, some of the fans, but some of my male counterpart counterparts that were engineers that I would be hiring to to help just to just complete the work and I think you know sometimes again there are a lot of different issues within our business whereas you know there can be dissension and maybe because oh you have the freedom I don't have the freedom I'm doing this and it's like well you know when you manifest when you work hard and you manifest and then you start showing the you know putting putting your money where your mouth is it's like well you got receipts I have receipts I I have just the opportunity to be here just like everyone else and yes it was a struggle even during um with the independence of working on a solo record um which everybody doesn't get to have free reign and do what they want to do and that was a new new method you know so that's why it gives the door open for the Erica Badu's, the 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 uh, Alicia Keys, and the India Irees to to just create, and that's all. No one wants to be, I think, uh, you know, secondary to anyone. We just want the same sort of respect and the, uh, you know, the enjoyment of our works to be equally expressed and and shared, and. Uh, you know, we could go on about that for <laughs> for a while. But. Yeah. but also to get to credit for for the work that you've done. You know, I mean, you wrote those songs. Um, Angela Wimbush. You know, now 
later on realizing that the work that she did with Renee and Angela, she wrote most of those yeah. songs and produced a lot of that stuff. And when she That's wanted right. credit, they fired her. <laughs> you know, That's like right. well, it's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But that's one of the reasons why we do this show, that Mm -hmm. we want to give you your flowers now. Because when people pass on, that's when you learn all of the things that they did. You know, the little details and the big details. And, And, you know, you deserve so much more credit than you get. People think brand new heavies, they think brand new heavies. You know, and sometimes, you know, if if you say India Davenport, they're like, oh yeah, she used to sing with the with the brand new heavies, but there was so much more to that. There's so much more to you. And um, oh. before we go any further, what I'd like to do, if it's okay with you, is sure. I'd like to play these walls because I was sent that song, and um, it is a beautiful song. Who who was singing on who sang it on this song? Okay, now this is a, this is where it's questionable because after I after I sent in um, you know my uh, reworks of this song because uh, I think the band also did another version of it with their singer their current singer I know she does a lot of the live work I can't remember her name um, but I mean. But I've seen, like, I've heard the the vocals, or I've seen, I saw a video or something, um, and um, so depending on which which version you got sent, um, <laughs> the original version is me. That's all of my harmonies that were created, and you know, you remember how the uh, original, if these walls could talk, those are right. all of my. That's all my new arrangement thing of the vocals, the lyrics you know, the arrangement, right. melody. Um, so I depending on who what you got, let's hear it and then I'll let you know if it's me or if it's her. <laughs> okay, all right, let's do it. <laughs> this is the brand new heaven. And you're listening to WJBR Internet Radio, Lunch in the Basement with Javon and Therese. Surprises, beautiful heart, you shine. Just 
I hope that was you because I love it. <laughs> it, was, it was me. Yeah, that's all me. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was. I was like, I, well, they must have got a, a, a sound alike, like because that sounds just like you. And I'm like, yo, I don't know who that is, but I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Loving it. You know what? The, the cra- this is the crazy thing, you know, about, like I said, the differences within the band. You know, these are the discrepancies. It's like the clarity. And it's almost like having someone that wants you to be, it's like a bad marriage. Or you want them for a certain reasons. And then just so the fans won't really know what's going on, but they know the name. It's a little bit confusing. It's a little unfair to the fans. Or, you know, even yeah. if you're expecting that I'm going to be there and you don't share that with the fans, it's it's a little unfortunate. I mean, I don't really, I don't work like that, you know, and it started kind of being a problem. And this is another one of those problems. You don't know who it is, but you know, it's brand new heavy. So you're going to pay, oh, it's brand new heavy. So I'm going to support it. What is it or not? You know, you don't utilize the people that, what is it? You don't bite the hand that feeds you. I don't think you should do that. Absolutely, absolutely. No. And let me <laughs> let me just um say say this. Um, there is a gentleman who is a great fan of our show. He's also a DJ. He plays yeah. your music all the time. His name mm. is DJ Walt Taylor. Okay. And today, well, tomorrow is his birthday, so he's celebrating his birthday weekend. And when he okay. found out that you were going to be on the show. He went crazy, quite frankly. <laughs> <laughs> he's delighted. And if it's okay with you, he's called in um, and would like to say hello to you. Is that cool with you? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, Walt, you're on air. Say hello to Miss Davenport. Oh, my goodness. Let me uh, try to get my heart to stop beating so fast right now. <laughs> oh, lovely. Uh, Hi. It is such a you? pleasure, a pleasure, a pleasure to hear your voice live on the other end of the phone with me. Oh, my Fantastic. goodness. <laughs> well, it's a pleasure oh, to yeah. meet you. Pleasure to I, meet I, you. Well, I definitely do appreciate that, and I will definitely be blasting this clip out that need, need, <laughs> India Davenport. <laughs> oh, my goodness, I can't even get it out. 
she said happy birthday to me. But you know, I, I really am a super fan, a super fan of yours. I thank you so uh, much for for the shout. And um, I know the show is uh, you know, you got a lot more to do with the with the two queens on the other end, and I won't take up much time. But thank you so much for all that you have done with music. I appreciate you. I love your creativity, and I just love uh, you. I'm in love with you, okay? And my wife knows it, so she, you know, she's uh, cool with it. <laughs> she said, "Yeah, I know you're in love with her, but you ain't never gonna see her anyway." So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really appreciate that. You know, it's it's just hearing even like, you know, just just that 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 my uh, work is not going in vain. You know, that gives me all the support to like keep on and continuing to be creative and create different things and be inspired for that. So I really really value um, you know, your appreciation for what I what I've attempted to do. And thank you, and thank you to your wife too. You know, for for allowing yes. you to be able to talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's in the recording studio right now. She's recording with uh, her group at, at at church, and so she she knew oh, what wonderful. was going on today because we she knew about it last night. So I said, well, you know, I'm gonna be on the phone with me. Um, <laughs> I can't even keep continue yeah. to get your name out correctly because I'm so giddy right, right now. So I apologize. I apologize to Red and Javon. Uh, you know, but thank you so much uh, for you two letting me get on with her and. Wishing me a happy birthday. I will be 62 tomorrow, and I'm just feeling great and blessed and happy to be alive. Oh, fantastic. You're just getting going. It's getting starting to get real interesting now, I think. That, that's right. That's right. That's right. So thank you so much again. And you <laughs> and look, you. never stop. You never stop either, okay? <laughs> thank you. So thank you. God bless. All right. Okay. All right. You all be safe. Thank you, Walt. We'll thank you. Thank Bye. you, Ron. I appreciate you. You're welcome, baby. Bye-bye. Yes, beautiful, beautiful spirit. Taylor is DJ Walt Taylor, and he has his own um, site that he does um, our music on, and he's always listening artists. And you know, India, if you ever had the question whether or not you were um, loved and missed, please don't. And and allow us to say that you know, for the true music aficionados like Walt and ourselves, we know we know who you are. With and without the brand new heavies, and Absolutely. we just want to know what you're doing so that we can support it. Whatever India support chooses to do, um, yeah, I'm lying if I said we didn't miss the entire group together. Um, yeah, but you know, if that can't happen, and then leave the light on for that possibility. Maybe at a big reunion show where you know we have the color club and we have day and we have brand new heavies that'd be like my dream show you know all those yes. acts in one deal the original players um from Stuart to whoever um that's gonna get on but whatever you whatever you want to do you know we're here for it and um you're right you were in the days of the 90s you know in the liner notes so folks know what was what, what was happening whether I'm just glad that you were there doing what you were doing because the sound of brand new heavy outside of the instrumentation, I'm sure that was cultivated towards your voice. I want to ask you about Deep Water. Did you write that? Well, I, I'm sorry, which song? You broke up a little. About which song? New Order? Deep Water. Deep Water, she Deep said. Deep Water. Oh, no, that's a Mesa. That's a, a Incognito. Deep Water. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes, 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 yes. Well, that's a beautiful song. Yes, yes. I just heard that yesterday, and I'm really starting to like, 
you know, with everything going on, certain songs really resonate with you. And no, that's and also another colleague in a, a, a what is it, comrade of mine, Mesa, Mesa Leak. She's a part of a incognito. Right, right. Correct, correct. Thank you. Similar though, be, probably could get a little confusing or affiliated because Mesa was living in the UK and she's an American singer as well. So she was also there at that time when I was there, but I believe, yeah. You know, you know when I got mixed up, it got mixed up because there are two in my and right now in my CD uh my uh, iPod, both you and Mesa are blended into so many of the different um, uh, play groups. So, yeah, it's oh. in my mind, but it's in my heart. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I got you. So you've been you've been doing some some new um well more recent collaborations right with um yes, I, I mentioned Louis Vega and there was a Grammy nomination Yes yes I was just so floored by uh well it was such a phenomenal the the, the how Louis just went down the line and and chose and selected so many great voices of culture and of our culture that resonate right now um you know it was just sort of it was just special to be invited with with all those great vocalists and to be nominated and find out wow okay we got a grammy electronic best dance album electronic album that's definitely the direction that i have always aspired to because i like to keep creating and cultivating different uh, evolutions of what applies to me and what I like to do um, in in the present and in the future. You know, I've always really liked the the presentations that Louis does. I mean, he just reaches such a vast audience of people. And I really, I would have to say unofficially, just for me, I would just call him like the Duke of of music and dance, of movement, you know, he's like mm-hmm. a duke. And to have the honor this time, a lot of times I have to work usually because of pretty much I've been on a remote working thing for a very long time going, you know, embracing the 21st century. So a lot of times when people ask me to do collaborations, they'll send me a track. I'll like take it to the next degree, you know, writing it or arranging or co- coming up with melody ideas. And then just the singing part is the easy part. So, so um, it's just fortunate that I actually can apply the vocals to like the ideas or the blueprint to help to, to glue whatever the track is. Louie and I started out that way, but we ended up, thankfully, I happened to be, in the tri-state area, we got to work out and work together. And I think, again, you know, even someone as, 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 uh, as talented as he is, I think because of the mask of the name of the brand new heavies, he was not even aware of my depth of, of arrangement. And it was mm-hmm. such a pleasure for him to see what I do face-to-face, to see what he does face to face and by the time we completed the track he's he puts another magic on it and it just went to another level 
Um, I just appreciate he himself. His wife is also amazing artist, DJ, and uh, we've become family now. Um, and those are the greatest things about collaboration. You know, you gain another friend. You either get to gain one or you're gonna lose one, <laughs> depending on the experience. But I've been really fortunate that a lot <laughs> that a lot of uh, the people that I work with, we actually have some level of a personal relationship or We've developed that on the on on you know to some degrees, and that's also the exciting thing that continues um, that keeps me motivated to to keep working. You know, there are new projects that that I am working on. Um, there's one that I've been holding in the can for quite a while, but we let it out live um, every now and then, and it's a project. It's a it's a it, it was a futurist project, but as the 21st century continues to step forward. You know, we're finding that when we initiated working on on, on within a 21st century capacity, meaning using utilizing digital instrumentation to the best that you can, but still not forgetting about the traditional live instrumentations, a live bass, you know, a live drum kit, but m- m- mashing up those two things. And that project is, it's a duo base and as well, being in bands with so many people, I realized that, you know, the mo- I realized that the mode of the future is to downsize and to utilize um, each, each, the talent of in a small unit to utilize it to such a degree that you really can wipe out all the middlemen. I knew, I felt like it was going to come to this point and how music is going to have to make adjustments, how it's going to have to change, you know, downsizing with your um, your traveling team or all these things like that are, are, are things that have been on my mind for a while. Um, I developed a project with my partner called, it's a project, it's an electronic project called Selectrix. And mm-hmm. it links itself to to, to uh, working on, uh, and how it did start, which was, also through an internet connection where people now can speak to each other from wherever they are in the world. And initially starting out on that basis, sending tracks back and forth, um, and then choosing very specific markets, not necessarily the traditional way, but I mean, it could be, um, you know, it's a lifestyle-based project as well, whereas you know, there may be hospitality, there may be specific lifestyle with boutique, like as you were saying, boutiques, we, we align ourselves with what, if that's a boutique art gallery or a boutique, boutique um, uh, hotel, that's a very unique lifestyle. I'm linking that because it's a smaller project that could be diversified into something large, small, depending on like what a producer, what the people need or what, because pr- promoters have to deal with their bottom lines. They may not be able to afford India Davenport, where they may be able to afford Selectrics. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to just consolidate the business, our business uh, flexibility, I suppose. And we can bring different things that represent what that is. Um, obviously, we're both DJs. We're both writers, composers. My partner plays upright bass. Um, I actually, which sir, people that do know, aside from my DJ thing, I'm actually um, an aspiring drummer. 
Um, and a lot of our original brand new heavies tracks, I'm actually playing the demo, the drums on the demos. So, so yeah, it's cultivating all of that. I think it's just being the best creative. If you're an artist, you have a canvas and you continue to paint on that canvas. And I'm just one that loves to continue to paint and rotate the brush and keep making strokes towards uh, what are our needs at this point. And sometimes that needs time to incubate. And um, and I'm okay with that. We're okay with that. And when it's ready to be presented, the Selectors Project in its, in its, in its glory, and it's being built on right now, um, it'll be presented and it'll be great to have the support uh, of you guys just with some of the shows we've done just on our own. We've done things in Brazil. We've been to Barcelona, Spain. We've done things in Atlanta, which that was a really success because to, originally I'm from Atlanta and to have people respond to music that you haven't released and they love what's going on or that you don't have that immediate uh, uh, song out to promote it and, and, you, and there's a still standing room only that's real support and loyalty, and I want to thank fans and the people, especially in the Atlanta area, for always being open to whatever it is that, you know, I'd love to share with them, and um, I just want to say thank you to them especially. Hello? Hello? Uh-oh. I think I lost you. Maybe I should call back. Hello? Hello, it's India. Hello? 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 Where are you? Hi. Can you hear me? Loretta, your is somebody talking to you on the phone. Hi, this is India. Can you hear me? Hello? Hello? Hello, can you hear me? Hello. 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 It's Loretta. Hello. Hello. Hi, it's India. Can you hear me? 
I can hear you, India. Can you hear Javon? Javon, Therese, are yes. you there? Yes, I'm here. India, how are you? Yeah. Hello, can you hear me? Oh, my goodness. India? I'll call back on another number. I'll call you back on a number, another number. India? Yes, I'm here. Yes. It's Loretta. Can you hear Loretta? Yes, I can. But can you hear Javon or Therese? Hold on one second. I'm sorry. Ms. Davenport, can you hear us? Hello? Okay, it looks like you... Javon? Javon? Hello? Can you hear me? Hello, it's India. Calling on another phone. India? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? India? Yes. It's Loretta. Can you hear Loretta? Yes, I can hear Loretta. So, India, I think Devon and Therese are having um, some technical difficulties with the line. Um, I'm a listener. But thus far, from what I've heard, I've enjoyed the show. Thank you. <laughs> you know, you are definitely it's, it's listening to the weather. It's the weather. There's really bad thunderstorms going on right now. Okay, could be could be part of that. Could be a little technical difficulty. Uh, so I'm sure Javon is doing her damnedest to work out all the kinks. Okay. Okay. That's all fine. Right. That's all right. Cool. So, 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 so hold I, on, I, but we do appreciate you. You're speaking to Loretta, another fan listener, the silent partner of the show. <laughs> oh, great. That's fine. Can, but can you hear me? I can hear me, though, Loretta. Yes, I can. I'm also calling in on the um, – I'm listening in, I should say, on the phone. Okay, that's fine. I just wanted yeah. to hang up. I called you on another line to try to try to track you guys down. So I'm going to hang up on this other line, but I just want to make sure you're you're there, okay? Yeah, so what's going on is both of the phone lines, we can hear yes. each other, but we're not hearing Javon. Can you hear me there. now? Yes, we uh, hear you. Div- All right, Javon, there we go. We're we back you. on. We're back on. We're I apologize back. for that. It's the no internet. Resi, can you speak a little bit so we can ensure that everyone can hear you as well? Test one, two, can you hear me? Yes, it'd be better, it would be better oh, if right. she's closer to the mic, though, because it, it's some delays are happening. <coughs> Excuse me. Hello? All right. Can you hear me now? Is that better? It, it is better. Just, it just sometimes it breaks up, and I'll just have to listen closer. That's fine. 
Thank you. I, and thank you so much for your patience, for calling oh, back, okay. for hanging in there. It's, you know, there's, although, like, we were just talking about the, the, um, the 2020 connection and how we can work remotely and do all of these things, like, you don't have to come into the studio. We can do this no. on the internet. But these no. are some of the drawbacks, you know, until we can get this thing straightened out. Unfortunately, you know, there's not much we can do about it. But thank you well, so you know, much. You know the interesting thing about are we are we back on? Should I Yes continue? we are. Yes we are. Um I think the interesting thing is about working remotely is that again, through this experience of the Selectics project, I think we initially started really getting serious about about things uh thinking thinking down the line, um, I guess that was maybe 2011, 2012, uh, something like that. And, you know, also when you're traveling, if you want the expression, as I was mentioning earlier, I mean, the, you, you want to continue your life's experience. And so if you're stuck in the studio 24-7, how are you going to see the sunshine? How are you going to, you know, embrace nature you know, or just the basic things that it that are inspiring for you to, for me at least, to write music. So traveling around, and as now it has been termed, I guess they do travel vlogs. Um, we were sort of just doing that naturally, um, you know, during the times when we were writing or sometimes just collaborating, sending those files back and forth because we realized that life was going to change. And also, you know, it's expensive to go in the studio all the time when you can basically become a lot more self-sufficient. You know, get your own microphone. Get your correct speakers. You know, I've been like, um, uh, I started um, uh, collecting vintage keyboards and things like that, you know, years ago. You know, just investing in yourself and learning. There's so much that you can do on your own now that gives, you know, like the sky is the limit. It's what you can do, how you can sing your music, how you can get your music heard. So we always sort of like came from that that perspective of now here we are in COVID-19 and we have to find different 